0: My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear land. We pay respect to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week, we're talking motherhood, marriage, and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan, and today's episode is brought to you by Simply You and I. If you've been putting off sitting down with a business coach or a business mentor, somebody who can be your sounding board, somebody who you can throw ideas back and forth with, then please jump on simplystacymorgan.com. Check out Simply You and I. We can sit down together for one, for three or for six sessions and we can nut out some goals for you for the future to make sure that you are indeed having a successful business and still having a life. Today's episode is all about nurturing your customers. And we, this is part one of a three part series, all about customers and nurturing the customers um, that we have and also bringing new customers in in order to nurture as part of our ecosystem as well. For so many of us, we, you know, work so hard. We focus so much on getting customers, new customers in the door and bringing new customers in. And once they're in, that's kind of it. We just, work on getting more people in the door. You know, I I talk a lot and I was talking um, in the middle of this year. Thanks, Benny. That's my beautiful dog, Benny. <laughs> Sorry about that. I talk a lot and I was talking this year um, in New York about, you know, doing a keynote presentation where I was speaking about the importance of nurturing our customers and i you know got people to raise their hands in in the audience and talk about who would want more customers who who wants more customers and you know every hand in the room goes up it always every every hand goes up because people think that the key to a successful business is getting more customers i like to flip that a little bit i think the key to a successful business is nurturing the customers that you have and giving them a really exceptional like um experience as part of your offering and so If that is you, if you are somebody who is thinking more customers, more people in the door, more customers, more customers, more money into Facebook ads, more, you know, brand new website, all of the things, I really encourage you to think um, a little bit, you know, to flip that thought a little bit and to think today and for the next three episodes about how you can nurture the customers that you have. Now we've talked about this before, but um, mapping out the customer journey as part of your um, teamwork or your team building that you do with the people in your organization is incredibly important. Firstly, it gives you a really good understanding of where you know your customers are, how they come to you, how they find you, and then how they stick around and what you're doing in order to make sure that they are going to stick around. So I encourage you if you haven't mapped out your customer journey to grab a blank piece of paper and draw a horizontal line and I want you to start on one end on the left-hand side by writing all of the ways in which your customers can find you. Perhaps that is that you do ads in the local paper, perhaps you do a newsletter um, email, perhaps you do a mailbox drop. What are the things that you do in order to tell people that you exist, that your business is out there, that it's happening, that it's thriving and that people should get involved? And then I want you to think about okay, once they come into the business, once they've you know hit purchase on on our website or they've come to our shop and and bought something, what happens next? Because this is where the absolute gold is. This is where the fortune is. The fortune is in the follow up that happens in these moments. So do you have systems and processes in place in order to capture really important information um, from customers? And you know I I said before I was in New York a, a couple of months ago and they're really good at this. Every shop you go into, you cannot get out of without giving them your email address, no matter how much you don't want to. And, you know, it was really annoying at first, but then I just got used to it. Everybody is doing it over there. And I'm not saying that you want to be the annoying business, but i tell you what, those experiences that I had in those stores, you know, that I, that I don't get at home, if they're, if I'm on their email list, which I am now for so many of them, when they're getting into, I'm opening those emails. I'm, you know, I love that skirt that I bought. So I'm looking at what other skirts they have and, and you know, becoming somebody who is loyal to that brand. So there is something to be said for the follow-up that happens in those moments after somebody has purchased from you. If they are coming into your bricks and mortar business, do you have a, a system in place to ensure that you capture their details or do they just give you cash and walk out and that's it? Please don't tell me that's how it's happening in your business. And if it is, then make make some changes and, and put some processes in place to make sure that it doesn't continue. And then of course, once you've got their details, what are you doing? What happens, what happens now? How are we nurturing the people that we have? Are we getting in touch with them regularly? Are we reminding them that we're still there? And, you know, people say that they don't want to be emailing their customers because they don't want to be annoying. They don't want to be that business that's annoying. But I can tell you, if people don't want to be getting information from you, they will unsubscribe. People know how to hit the unsubscribe button and you should not be afraid of people unsubscribing. You know, I have so many clients that say, oh, I don't want people to unsubscribe because, you know, I I take it personally and I think that they don't want to be contacted by me. Don't take it personally. Yes, they don't want to be contacted by you and you don't want them on your email list. You don't want them blocking up that time and and being in, you you know, Within your zone and within your world, get rid of them. If they don't want to be there, then good riddance, I say. Good riddance to bad rubbish. So if you are worried about people unsubscribing, I encourage you to flip that mindset completely. You should want people to unsubscribe. You should only want people on your email list that actually want to be part of your brand and want to be part of your community. And then I want you to think about how you're nurturing those people that are there. Is it that you uh, have a monthly, weekly... Yearly, for some people, newsletter that you are, you know, telling people about what's going on. And, you know, we use the 80 20 rule when it comes to, you know, 80% of sharing and 20% of selling. You don't want to send out a newsletter that's just an ad for, you know, every second thing you have to sell. You want to be sharing information that could be helpful to people. If you have a retail store, I'll use the example of the skirt because I talked about it before. But perhaps if, you know, if I bought a skirt from you and you then email me a month later and say, you know, skirts the fashion at the moment is that skirts are being worn with belts or that skirts are being worn with boots and here's some examples of how you can style that hello I'm absolutely engaged in that brand I'm absolutely going to you know continue to be engaged with that brand because you're sharing something that is helpful for me and if down the bottom of the email you then have you know, 20% off skirts in other colours similar to the one that I bought, I'm probably going to purchase from you again. So it's about really finding ways in which to share the things that your business does and what you're doing in your business and share information and insight and wisdom and expert knowledge that you have from your industry it's about sharing that knowledge with your customer base and giving them you know interesting information to then be able to use in their in their own lives and then of course also asking for a sale as part of that but use the 80 20 rule you want to be doing 80 percent sharing and only 20 percent selling But a newsletter is a great way to just keep in touch with people, to not be like banging down their doors, but to just be like, hey, don't forget, I'm still existing, I'm over here. Um, And so many many businesses just don't do it. They just think that sounds like a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort, but things that are worth doing are worth doing well, that's what my dad always says. So you want to really make sure that you are finding ways to nurture those customers, especially if you already have those details perhaps you want to reward your customers during you know during this part of their journey perhaps they've bought from you once before and perhaps you want to then be able to reward them for being a customer that has purchased before, in order to give get them over the line to be a customer that you know signs up for a membership, signs up for something more long term, makes a bigger purchase in terms of um, either it can be bigger in terms of commitment or it can be bigger in terms of financial commitment. Um, completely, you know that's going to be up to you and your business, but you want to be able to find ways to be able to reward the people that um, are there and that are engaging, and especially if if you're asking questions in your email correspondence with them and they're engaging with you, they're replying, then yes, they're your people. They're the people that you want to continually reward and engage because they're the people that will keep coming back to you. So maybe you've got an email sequence that's set up that runs like three or four weeks after they've purchased from you, that reminds them that you exist, that perhaps gives them a voucher or a coupon or a code or something to use in the future as a reward for being a loyal customer who's already purchased. Here is something special for you. Or perhaps they have an early um, access to a sale that you're having. Perhaps they get an early access to a new product that's coming out. You want to be able to reward and nurture the people that have purchased from you so that they they you know they feel special they feel part of the vibe they feel part of the community and they want to continue to engage with you and then you want to actually really understand what happens at the end of the customer journey so thinking about the horizontal line that you drew across your page before on the left hand side was how they very first find you then you know moving through the line to when they actually purchase from you and you know perhaps they make further purchases perhaps they don't go on to make any other purchases because your um the thing that you're selling is very specific to a time and place and you know that happens as well Perhaps you've got um, a really finite finite time that somebody can be your customer um, or perhaps there are ways for you to be able to extend that. I always use the example of the gorgeous Jade from Little Glimpses photography um, and she does primarily wedding photography and she has said to me in the past, you know, I'm hoping that this is the wedding of their dreams and that this is the person that they're going to be with forever and I take their photo and and that's and that's that I don't get to take their second wedding photo because like the first wedding the first marriage works out but you know it's so it, it the thing is you could either leave that there and it could be like I'm just a wedding photographer and I just do weddings and once I've done your wedding you're done or you could think about okay these people yes I had their wedding photos but do I want to follow up with them in terms of, you know, when they have their first child or they want to have family photos or they want to have extended family photos? Perhaps they've got a um, person in their family who's unwell. How can I serve them um, with a different product that's still in my wheelhouse, but for that same customer? So you want to think about what happens at the end of that horizontal line. What happens? Is there an actual end point where, you know, that's they've bought everything they can buy from you and, and that's the end? Or is there something that, you know, there's a natural progression that happens there. And I encourage you to think about what that is for your business. When it comes to nurturing your customers, you might be listening to this podcast and you might be the leader of your team or you might be a member of a team. The part that some people leave out that can be really powerful is the communication part. So, not only is it important for you to know this information and for you to think of ways in which um, to improve your customer journey. But you now need to be able to go and pass that on to the people who are actually going to action it. So perhaps there is somebody else that's in charge of your email marketing. Perhaps there's somebody else that's in charge of your social media. Perhaps there's somebody else that's at the front door that is you know that is the meet and greet person that meets you know people as part of that customer journey. All of this knowledge and the importance of this nurturing needs to be communicated with them. So I encourage you to choose one step in your customer journey this week that you're going to improve. Find a way to make it better. You can either do that by you know, reaching out to somebody in your team and reminding them of why that part of the journey is really important and set the expectation for what you want that experience to be. Or perhaps it's something that you need to talk to the, your entire team about perhaps it's something that you're going to rehaul all together. I would love to know what is working for you. This is part one of a three part series on nurturing your customers and mapping the customer journey is a really important part of that so I encourage you to give it a try. I would love it if you take a photo when you are drawing your horizontal line and stick it on your Insta story and tag me. I'm at Simply Stacey Morgan If you want to sit down with me and we can map out your customer journey together we can do that as part of Simply You and I You can find out more information at SimplyStacyMorgan.com. If you haven't left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, please do so, that will help us share the podcast with so many more people. I will be back next week for part two of Nurturing Your Customers, our three-part series. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. How to run a successful business and still have a life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.